Outrageous Fun Podcast. <laughs> That's not it. Outrageous Fun Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna cross my arms and feel terrible on the inside. <laughs> wow, dude. That's electric. <laughs> All right. All right. What up, everybody? This week's episode, we have a very special guest, my friend Olivia Prinzi, aka Liv Prinz on the pod. Super pumped to have her here. Super pumped to meet her right now. Joe's super pumped to meet her <laughs> the first, her first time. time. Um, me and Liv met. I feel like Liv. I feel like we weren't friends in college, but we became we very like- friends afterwards. I like admired you from afar because I thought you were like the funniest kid in the world. Oh my God. No, you right. can't start Everybody that settled hot. Down with the ego well, it's just like, I mean, like I did, like I thought you were so funny. And my friend Courtney Regis dated someone in your frat. So, and then, so like I was friends with Emily's friends and then you were dating yeah. her and like we would cross paths, but we weren't like tight. We boised out post college though. That's when we really started boising out. Exactly. And I follow you, and I've asked for pointers before. And Liv is a marketer. She's a social media producer. I, what would you, how would you title yourself? It's kind of hard to title myself. Be, like, I'm still trying to figure out what the hell I do because <laughs> I, like, do so many things, and I never want to, like, pinhole myself into one category. So I would consider myself in marketing and social media strategy, but my background is in graphic design and photography and video and animation. So I use all of those things um, in, in what I do. So I don't really have a title. I like to call myself kind of like a creative producer, whether I'm producing stuff for a print campaign or a digital campaign and all that fun stuff. When you, did you start out working for a company like out of college doing similar work? Yes, so Kind of, should I tell you kind of how it all started and then like how I got yeah, to- for show, for show. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think this is kind of a funny story. And I was a dancer my whole life. I was like competitive dancer, like went to high school from, or went to school from seven to two and then went to dance from three till 10 at night. So I thought I was gonna be <laughs> like, Christ. oh, <laughs> like competitions, Buffalo, New York, Orlando, Florida, like parents spending thousands of dollars, like flying your children to these extravagant competitions every weekend. Like it was wild. And a lot of my friends were in sports and all that fun stuff in school. So I still was a part of that community, but I was a dancer and I thought I was going to like move to LA, move to New York, be this famous world dancer because that was kind of my goal. So Dylan, you don't even know this, I don't think, but I, my senior year of high school, I tried out for the dance team at University of Delaware. Like Did the you? Girls, yeah. And like, <laughs> that was my dream. Like I was going to be a dancer and I was going to be on the dance team there because I got waitlisted at Fordham, the dream school. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, and I wanted to study dance at Lincoln Center at Fordham, but I was just like, I didn't really know. It was messy in high school. So. I went to Delaware and I tried out for the dance team in the freaking gym there. And like 50 girls show up, you have to wear a blue tank top, black shorts. Like I was in, like I was world's best dancer. Like this is me. Like I didn't have any other plan. Like I knew I was going to make it. So I, it was a week, it was a weekend long competition. Long story short, I made it to like one of the top seven girls and then they cut two of us and they cut me. Ooh. And Devastating. I was like, 
Oh. And this plan, plan B would have looked real nice right oh, now. Oh, man. And this was in April of 2011. It was like right before I graduated high school. So now I was like, well, fuck me. What the hell am I going to do? So I went to new student orientation and I applied to be an undecided student. So my schedule was made in June and I was in like Spanish classes, was in dance classes because I like still thought I was going to be a dancer, like whatever. And um, I, I came back and it was July and we were about to go to school and I was like scrolling through Delaware's website and I had found the visual communications program, which is what I graduated from. Um, this was like a small little art school inside of big University of Delaware. So your portfolio was due January of your senior year of high school in order to be accepted into the program. And I called them up and I was like, hey, like I was in AP art and I had a portfolio. I was like, can I send it to you? Is there any way I can be accepted into this program? I'm about to come to school and I have this like weird schedule that I, so messy, I don't even know. So they ended up looking at my portfolio and I got into the art program at Delaware. And nice. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. I hated it the first two years. Like I cried every single night. It was hard for me to make friends. It's I wanted a lot to of transfer. Nights. Oh, I'm so dramatic. And <laughs> I wanted to transfer from Delaware. Most, it ended up being the most amazing thing. And we, I studied graphic design, photography, typography, illustration. And um, I ended up graduating from VC class of 2015. And I worked for a startup for a little bit in my hometown as soon as we graduated. And then I got my first full-time job down here in DC, which is where I'm based. And I got a, um, a job at a creative agency down here. So I applied to be an art director, which is like a high-end graphic designer, if you will, like someone who kind of imagines things and storyboards things and, and creates a campaign visually and, um, you know, a lot of copywriting and all that stuff. So yeah, I worked at a creative agency here and moved my stuff down to DC, moved in with one of my best friends from home. We built a little life here. And, um, I, I worked my way up at that agency. I became the social media manager there. So I was running 20 different accounts for 20 different Damn. clients throughout the DC area. So what building their marketing like on a strategies. Day -day? Yeah. So what's my day-to-day -day there? Yeah. Well, like when you were managing like 20 accounts, what did that look like? So you I can't manage my one account. I just got anxiety. Exactly. Like yeah. No, it's insane. Like what the hell, dude? <laughs> I, I can barely post shit for my own stuff. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's not a nine to five job. That's the thing. It's like, I had to be 20 different people. I had to work my ass off. I had to be really disciplined and I had long hours there. So what does a day to day look like? For example, one of my clients was an, uh, like a bougie eyewear company in DC. They sell like very high end luxury eyewear. And I was running their Instagram account, their Facebook account and their email marketing. So day to day looks like, okay. <sighs> I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. It's like you plan content like six months at a time. So we would plan for a photo shoot to create marketing content. We would do a two day shoot and take photos for a six to eight month period so that we would have like a heavy, heavy content calendar that was very planned. What is the image? What is the caption? What is the idea? What are the two e-blasts that are going to go out this month? So then like you storyboard and brainstorm and come up with all these crazy ideas you produce them and then you plan them. And that's not to say that there's spontaneous content that gets integrated. Like what if there's a store opening and what if there's this and that? So there's spontaneous stuff that you sprinkle in throughout the content calendar, but the day-to-day -day was like dreaming up these 
digital campaigns and making them come to life in a, you know, in a very consistent, elevated, curated way, if that makes sense. But yeah, I, I, felt totally like Nicki, I felt like Nicki Minaj, like I, you had to be <laughs> like, like, what is it? Doesn't she have like all those different personas? But yeah, yeah. To, something like that. I had to go from being like the luxury eyewear company. Um, I was running our stu like our studio social media. So like a creative studio in DC. I was running a restaurant down in Southeast DC that was like fast casual. So you have to create and think, and then you have to manage the clients all on top of it. So like they're emailing you all day long, like I need to post this and this, and can you get me this? And can you take yeah. photos of this? Did you have an like a full fledged identity crisis? <laughs> yeah, literally. Oh. I'm like, oh, yo, identity, identity like, crisis. Who are you? <laughs> identity crisis. But I thought you were a dancer. <laughs> I know, seriously, me too. But it's the story. What of a my turnaround, life. Like, It's it's. I mean, it's insane. There's so much that goes into it. There's so many moving pieces. But we were a small studio, creative studio of about twelve to fifteen people, and we were all in it together. And the beauty of it was, it was a lot of our first jobs. We were all really young. So we all wanted to get as much as we could out of it. I learned a lot about what to do. And I learned a hell of a lot what not to do. And um, yeah, so now I'm, now I'm a freelance marketing manager. Here we go, changing my title again. But um, it, you know, I've applied a lot what I've learned from that time in my life to what I'm currently doing, which is managing a lot of social media channels for different clients and coming up with creative marketing strategies for them and producing content um, for my current clients. Well, so, yeah. Ahead, what went into like wanting to do that on a freelance basis as opposed to doing that at a company like you were before? When you're in- Cause it's like, it's like a risk, right? So exactly. like, I'm sure you, it was very calculated on your part. Yeah, and I tried it once and I failed. So like I was at this creative agency and then I left in like November of 2017 and I tried to freelance for three months. What I tried to do it without having one client signed on and like it wasn't happening because <laughs> getting a client to sign on and like finally pay you and do work for them takes like three or four, maybe eight months sometimes just like having that conversation with them. Um, what made me change was when you're in, there, there's this crazy kind of negative stereotype about working in a creative agency or an advertising agency it's really long hours and you know you're really working for that one person above you's vision kind of mm. and it's draining and if that person like isn't enlightening you and like making you be like i want to do this then it's like what are you doing it for mm -hmm. so that was really hard um for me and for my peers who ended up leaving so I, I was like, you know what, like I can do this and like, I can, I can do it. I can start it myself. And I, I just need to sign these clients on. Um, people started reaching out to me being like, what are your rates, this, that, and the other. And now it's like me, I have one other employee who's my best friend. It's kind of funny. Cause it's kind of like you guys. I like I Shout out to best friend starting businesses. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I interviewed all of these interns earlier this year before the pandemic started. And I was like, the, the person I need to hire is literally sitting right next to me. And it's funny because we're in completely different worlds. She's in Solar Energy Association um, in DC. Um, renewable Energy, still don't know what she does to this day. <laughs> and um, <laughs> love you, Al. And um, yeah, so I hired her. And, and 
my thing is like, okay, so now I'm doing it by myself. I'm freelance. I have these clients, like as I grow and as I hire people to help me, like I want to nurture those people because mm. I wasn't previously nurtured. And I, I want to like bring the best out of people and have them doing what they're loving and like out in the field, like enjoying life, like not having the living daylight sucked out of you every single day. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. we just hired, um, Emily's younger brother, who's 21. Oh, yeah, really? Officially, yeah. officially in debt. We are officially yes. um, in oh the my negative God, that's because awesome. we're paying an intern. Yeah. And it, it's like the same thing. We, I think that like at my job of like physical therapy, I was like trained so poorly and like in the same realm of like what you're going through, like they don't invest in me as like an employee and that feels like shit. And it was like, they didn't train me and I know what that feels like. So with David, like bringing him on board and it was like, I don't know how to train someone in um, content production, but it was like very much we want like an open line of communication. Like we're here to help you. Like we want you to grow. Like I Whatever think that knowledge we do have, we want to impart yeah, on you. I feel like that mentality that is that mentality to have is like huge starting now because like a culture that you could build down the road would be like such a positive culture, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Like, I always thought I wanted to be a part of this, like, big, massive company. And, like, in college, they're like, you've made it if you work in advertising. Like, at Wyden and Kennedy or at Mother Advertising or, you know, wherever else. And it's just me right now. And, like, I have this crazy big personality. I'm, like, this wild, crazy lady. And I, and I love my clients. But, true. like, the majority of the time, it's just me. And it's, like damn, like I never thought this would be my path, but I'm learning like to be with it and be with myself and grow. And especially during these times, it's crazy, but yeah. How long have you been on your own? So I left, I officially left corporate or I guess small creative agency world in February of 2008, 2019. So like almost a year. And not to say like, I don't feel like I'm on my own because a lot of my clients are like family to me. I like kind of what is my brand? It, it comes from like, although I do marketing and social media strategy, like my brand is built on the relationships with my clients. Mm -hmm. yeah, so 100%. like, I don't, I obviously don't feel like I'm on my own. Like I, and it took me a long time to find my current client list that I'm like, wow. Like I, I would like, go do anything for you. Like, I love you guys type of thing. Like it didn't happen right away. Like it are was your, trial and error. And I'm sure clients, they'll bump the road. Are your clients that you have now, are those the ones that are listed on like the work that you've done on your website that you have? So or are those no. from the, I, I'm working on a new website, which maybe I could have up soon. Um, right now it's password protected just cause it's work that I've done. Um, with prior agencies and there's a lot of strict laws and contracts around that kind of work. Gotcha. So, um, yeah. So the, the, my current site isn't really reflective of what I'm currently doing. There's, there's one project on there that's pretty recent, which I was telling you about Dylan was um, yeah. the music video for shade. Band. Yeah. That's what yeah, I was that so was, curious about. I was, was like, wait, you need I, don't, to I need explain to explain role in that. We need to get them on the podcast. Like they, oh my God. I wish sure. I yeah. Yeah. I, that would be I, tight. I wish I could phone a friend. What was this situation? You sent me that and I was like, oh, we got to watch this video. And then I hit it from your website 
And then I was like, wait, this is a, I didn't know what it was. And I was like, wait, I know this song. Is this like the actual music video for this person? And then we went on YouTube separately and has 50 million views. 51 and I was million like, views. what's like, oh, good wow. though? What's it's good? A cool, it's a really cool story about, it's kind of like all of my, it's like the, the magic ecosystem of creativity and client relationships and everything coming together. And um, I, I ran... So I graduated from the creative agency and the same partners that own that agency opened up an event studio and photography studio in DC. And it was this 10,000 square foot event space and photo studio. And like, you don't find that in DC at all, like New York. Like it's very, very hard to find a photo studio with enough space and like easy in and out access for all the gear, parking, et cetera, et cetera. So we opened this space and I graduated from creative studio life and I was the brand manager at this new event space in the studio space. So we didn't want to like come out right away with marketing and be like, we are a brand new event studio and event space and like come shoot your music video here in Washington, DC, like <laughs> luxury, like, you know, kind of the way that people market, uh, the obvious way to market things. So we made this really mysterious Instagram page for it. And we would post like some pictures of the space in progress, but it was more of like, a brand ethos of what it was. So we made these like really interesting kinetic typography graphics that were like new Washington DC, photo studio, event space, like DM us for a tour. And we would like kind of show Instagram stories of the behind the scenes of the space. So we did it like all we used was yellow, black and white on the Instagram feed. And it just like started gaining this following cause it was just really pretty and interesting to look at. And the captions were really funny. And people were like, I still get people today that were like, wow, you did that? Like, what is it? I'm so confused. So we made this Instagram for it. And the film director, um, a film director in DC reached out to the Instagram and I was in charge of the DMs. And he's like, hey, like, what is this? Like, can I shoot a music video here for this local band, AKA Shade Band, Chelsea, Max and Spencer. And that was in the summer of 2018 and I had showed him the space. I was like, hey, yeah, come to the space. I'm the brand manager here. I also run the social media. Come on in, I'll give you a tour. So I gave him a tour of the space and he was like, oh, awesome. Can we shoot this music video here? And it wasn't in his budget just for the way that we were renting the space. So three months later, Apple Music launches their new MacBook Pro and they use Shade Song Trampoline in their commercial in November of 2018. And then Max hits me up, the film director, and he's like, Olivia, the band that I wanted to film there, their song just hit the charts, like it's gonna blow up, Apple just used it in their commercial, like we need to shoot, they don't have a music video for this song, like we need to shoot it like tomorrow. Damn. And this was like two nights before Halloween. So he, um, he, uh, I pretty much got the creative agency that I was working for on the project. I called them up. I was like, hey, we need to art direct this. We need to get props. We need to shoot it. We got Max into the space. We planned this music video in 10 days. I was literally Halloween night. I was dressed as like an army slew because my boyfriend was deployed at this Halloween party. And I was like out and about. And I, we had to have a call with the band, like one call before the music video started. So I like brought all these people together and I was like, well, we're shooting a music video. And side note, the band, Chelsea, Max and Spencer are from BC. Like they're a local band and they're like blowing up overnight. So I, Allie, AKA my best friend who I hired, who now is working with me, was my free intern for the day. She was like, 
washing the toilets, setting the food out, this, that, and the other. She's my right-hand girl for free. <laughs> She's a real good friend. She's a good friend. That's a good friend. And right we, I, I'm in the closet on Halloween night. The band is late to the call. I like shove myself in the closet. I'm like, hi, this is Olivia from, da -da 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 -da, you know, and, and we reproduced this music video and we did it in 10 days and we shot it there. And then we became, and then we like had a beer with the band after and they're like, just so happened to be our age and we became like best friends with them overnight because they're like the coolest most awesome people and max just bought a house three blocks from me in dc wow and Allie, so cool Allie, my best friend who was working for me who is currently in italy in grad school is moving in with max she used to live here with me when she gets home in a couple weeks wait wait, wait. As, so your as new love business or as just roommates just just roommates like oh, i was yeah. like that worked out really that, well for the yeah. intern holy yeah. shit that free intern yeah. had a day yeah she had a day and she's cleaning <laughs> toilets and then she's dating the lead singer yeah the let's go yeah. <laughs> so well yeah so it's just funny like the way the world works and that all came from like wanting something really bad being really excited about it but just like the connection of people and like actually answering an instagram direct message and being like okay yo let's get this together and like me convincing people that this needed to happen and somehow we got like 20 of us there one of the film one of the directors of photography came from atlanta we flew our hair and wardrobe stylist in from la like this shit happened in 10 days did you we be were you part of the creative side of the the video well it's funny like one of our art directors at our agency was and our creative director did the main creative, but they would pull me into fun meetings asking for my idea just because of my dance background and all that stuff. And then like the two days before they were like, Olivia, go get these props. So I had to go to like a thrift store in Maryland and I had to get white spray paint. And then I spent the night at the studio like spray painting all these props that they wanted in the video. So um, in that sense, yes, but I worked with like incredible art directors and creative directors that like brought the vision to life. And I that was more so like, cool. nutty dude. And that all started because of like, so you guys started that Instagram page, like from scratch, just posting scratch. yellow, black what was, and white. Yeah. What, yeah. If you, if you look at what it, the, if, yeah. What is happening? So if yeah, you look so, at it, it's called on Instagram. Yeah, I no longer run the account. Um, but if you go back to the beginning of like how we started it and then we like, we did this open house and we did, uh, floral math like we did all this crazy fun stuff i mean it was very fun it was wild let time. me ask you a question um so that's straight up that was straight up organic traction that like just organic was, that the that, that, so are you finding now that that's harder to do oh it's so because I, like, I feel like organic so reach on instagram is like impossible yeah well it's we not are to running into many yeah. issues with organic reach we haven't gotten a follower or we've gotten like one follower probably in a year i don't know if we've tried as hard as we, <laughs> we haven't tried that hard but like it's kind of hurting my soul oh, it's so hard <laughs> it's so hard and it's actually funny because i just it's so hard to get followers nowadays like when i first came into the industry and clients all they cared about was followers like i'm we used like bot programs to like try to get followers because it was mm -hmm. so important no longer do I use those things that I was like under such a stressful time in my life being Nicki Minaj, 20 different people that I was like, <laughs> Who am I? Followers. Yeah. Get the box, get the damn box. Thousand for you, thousand for you, chucking fucking followers everywhere. <laughs> get the box. No longer do I use those, but we just, we just witnessed a really, I witnessed a really good follower growth on one of my accounts. Um, 
because if the my so my current client they're called little sesame like they're amazing i love them i'm really really close with the entire team and obviously during the pandemic we had to close overnight so little sesame is a hummus shop in dc we make hummus pita sandwiches the whole the whole shebang and we had to flip business strategies literally overnight like march 15th we were kind of ahead of the program like we knew this was going to happen so we closed down both of our shops and we started this program called meals for the city so since march 16th we have been making and delivering 500 meals a day in ward seven and eight in dc so i have become social media manager swapped to meal distributor and deliverer overnight and like i literally have best friends in wards eight and or seven and six in dc and i deliver them meals every day like they're my new regulars like miss anna who's 80 years old across the street who lives in like, a tiny you have lot. so many friends do you know that do you know how many friends you have it's insane oh god it's it's, it's why <laughs> so no i don't that's the funniest thing and we got like a hundred followers over we got a hundred followers overnight because people saw that we were doing this and press picked us up and the canadian bbc or whoever it was came and filmed us doing this effort and then all of a sudden the canadians are following us which is like 15 people because our news piece was featured on their channel and then all of a sudden, all my regulars who live in Ward 6 and 7 in D.C. are like following us on Instagram because we're having these like person-to-person contact with them every day. I'm delivering them meals and they're like, who are you guys? Like, what's going on? And I'm like, well, go to our Instagram channel. It's like cold calling, kind of like person-to-person. Mm-hmm. And then they tell their friends and they post about it on Facebook. So it's like old school marketing, like person-to-person contact. Wow. And, and press is a big thing too. So it's like when someone kind of features you and features your idea, someone's going to go follow that channel now. Like it used to be like, wow, you're so cool. Like you post really cool pictures. And, and there's some influencers who are still like that, who will get more followers, but it's tough. It's tough now. Unless you're like, do, unless you're doing something like really, really, really different. Like outrageous fun. Yes. 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 Like outrageous fun. I think you guys do an incredible job. Thank you. Just so funny. Like I watch the first three seconds of every video. Oh my God. I just start laughing. Like it's just, there's something about it. The childhood photos. Oh my God. There's so many of those that there's so many good can't be surfaced and that like may never be surfaced. The CSI, whatever it is, like certified Italian. I, I thought that was the coolest shirt, dude. There's I, a lot of I, value I, in being like critiquing your the old versions of yourself. We yeah. realized like, yeah, like self-deprecation in the humor department is some absolute goal. Dude, I came back from you know? Italy. I bought that shirt in Italy. I came back. I was like, I'm going to look so hot on dress down day in high school with this fucking shirt. Damn. I'm look down day. Do oh. those photos do well? Like what's your best performing content on Outrageous? Ooh. I have no idea. Do you? I think we need somebody like you to tell us that. I have no idea. I think our best, how how do you quantify best performing content? So best performing content, best performing content. Sorry, I'm like so hype about If I understand correctly. (laughs) Is total number of followers, or the other way around, I'm not sure, 
plus likes plus comments like divided by total down. number of followers. And oh, what that was that so much real. I, I want to write down Wait, the math write that down. What was that? So it's your engagement rate. Likes. Okay, which is t likes plus comments, or like if it's a video piece, views plus comments divided by, and don't mark my words on this. There's, there might be a more updated version of it. I haven't done it. I'm just writing this down for We're any use. Like divided by your number of followers. So like, for example, on one of my client accounts, it's a real estate account. We're marketing new homes in Southeast DC. And we've done this like totally different strategy of telling the neighborhood story instead of like marketing it as a luxury real estate home or new homes. They have, we have like 170 followers on that channel and we started it like this past summer, but their most recent one, of, not the most recent, the first IGTV we posted got like 500 views. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's like incredible engagement because we only have a hundred and something followers, 170 followers, but 500 people spent more than three seconds watching our video. Mm. So that's like people were sharing it, like sending it to people or somebody watched it twice. So yeah. like that's really, really good. It's questionable if you're on an influencer platform or a brand's Instagram or Facebook and they have 20,000 followers, but are averaging like 60 likes and zero mm. comments on a photo. Like people something- People tossing bots at them. Something there is like an Instagram authenticity thing that you can like type. If you type in like Instagram authenticity on Google, you can put someone's handle in and it'll like tell you how many bots they have type of thing for free. Damn. Wow. Ooh, and it's really cool. good for brands when we're trying to work with influencers or ambassadors, like, do they have an authentic following? Like, are we going to get the ROI we want, we want out of that person? Mm -hmm. Or is it just like, not so great. How often do you use influencers? Um, it depends. Not so often right now. I mean, they really have their value. It's, it's hard to work with them. It's like a mini project in itself. Cause like, from my perspective, like I'm dealing with the client and like running their Instagram. But then when we integrate an influencer, I have to deal with that person on top of it and relay that person's information to the client approve it from me, approve it from them, get it posted. I've never done like crazy influencer campaigns. It's more of like an exchange. Like we'll, we'll give you some of our product and like, can we send you our product and can you post about it? Um, type of thing. Like I have never paid an influencer 20,000, a hundred thousand dollars for one post. Like a lot of these like big mamacitas get it. Yeah, that's just bananas. I, I work. What mamacitas are getting those though? Oh, lots of mamacitas. Yeah, mad mamacitas. I heard like the fat Jewish got paid like 150 grand just to take a, any picture just wearing a certain pair of shoes, and that shit just oh, blows yeah, my that's, mind. that's that's like pocket change for in, for major influencers. It's crazy, crazy. And it brings me to this other topic, which is like micro influencers are really important. So it's like anyone with two thousand or like I would say anyone from zero to five thousand followers. Okay, zero is a little aggressive. A hundred to five thousand. <laughs> like, Yo, if you got zero, we ain't talking. <laughs> if you got zero, we ain't talking. We ain't talking. Sweetheart. <laughs> we ain't talking to you. Um they're really valuable to work with in some circumstances, like especially in DC because the influencer community is so well connected and like you can really fine tune to see who aligns with your brand and like you can get like 20 product orders or something out of someone that like directly aligns with your brand rather than hiring someone for a gazillion dollars. 
there's there's this authenticity in micro influencers because they have like true authentic followers and you can see that in their engagement when like you look at the the amount of likes and comments and interactions that they're getting on each post so like yeah where do you see where do you see the influence of like social media in like 10 years 20 years like how does it what are speculations on how you think it plays out because this is all like new shit you know it's like I, like, don't even think like, it's gonna, I like don't even think it's gonna exist 10 years is a long hot take time. 10 years you don't think it's gonna exist anymore that's a it's hot only been take. around for like i feel like a what i think it's just gonna years? be i think it's gonna be brand new like i don't even think we know what's coming type of thing like instagram didn't like what was instagram four years ago it was like me posting a picture in, in like continental court party or something my freshman year and i was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> what was that so bad i was bloated as hell <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were all bloated. So bloated all right dylan knows all about that don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> we were oh, all bloated. So, come on so bloat but uh it's i don't even think we can predict it and although we i do predict the future like so much like i plan a lot of my content for a lot of clients it's tough like there's pl new platforms coming out every day there's really smart people out there i just think it's like as soon as it comes out like i'm teaching myself i'm learning it i'm letting my clients know about it but like even in the pandemic like instagram came out with the support small button and the order from caviar and toast mm -hmm. and all that like it's just everything's new it's I, I, it's hard i don't know i think it's going to be totally brand new and it maybe it won't even be called social media anymore probably that good that's gonna be brand lot? new because how long could we be on the same is that a lot you said what i know is that like i love that that's it that's just i like that was a very meta thought it was just like yeah something yeah. crazy will happen but i like it but it's it's cool because it's easy to teach yourself everything nowadays so like i feel like i'll never be out of a job because i'm really flexible and i'm like evolving as it's all growing yeah yeah it's all up to you too it's like yeah. you just have to keep up with it right well, I thought I was going to lose my job in the beginning of this. Like Chase com came home from work. I was like, oh, I'm going to lose my job. I I've had new clients reach out to me, like not to brag whatsoever, but like every single person in the world right now, if you're running a brand, you're running a small business, a big business is like figuring out how to present their brand on a digital platform. And a majority of these brands have switched their business strategies overnight. So like they need to let their clientele know on Instagram, on Facebook, through email marketing, whatever it is, because you're not seeing people to people. So like, I mean, it's just been wild. Like I thought I worked hard before and it's just been crazy these past three months. Like it's, I mean, it's a yeah. lot. It's fun though. Yeah. Like I, I love it. And I'm really, really grateful. My mom's like, be grateful. <laughs> Liv's well, got a really <laughs> funny mom job. Is she a mouse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm grateful. I'm just stressed as hell. Like I had, yeah. because like you have these people's brands on your shoulders and you, mm -hmm. you, you, you take it on like super heavy and you want to. You, you take it on as your identity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do. Like you become the brand. Yeah. It's, well, it's funny because Allie started running two accounts for me and she's like, Olivia, like, how do you even go on your personal Instagram? Like, how do you have time? Like, I don't even want to be on this like app right now. Like, it's like, cause when you're running someone else's Instagram. I hate being on social media. Dylan hates being on social media so much. Dude, so, so much. 
Yeah. No, I del- I didn't have social media until I, s- I had a Facebook and I deleted it in college. He was, was the deleted the Facebook kid. So I Everybody had a, knew I deleted the Facebook So I had, kid. I didn't have any social media until I started Big Off Silent Disco. And I think that was, what was that? Like three 20, years ago I had to be. That was probably 2017. And the first time I did it, one of the things I did was I printed business cards and gave five business cards to everyone on the tour. And then I brought my Facebook back and then had a Big Up Silent Disco Facebook page and I handed it out to everyone. Everyone was like, dude, like no one goes on Facebook anymore, you idiot. You need an Instagram. I mean, so you do I was like, Facebook for Instagram though. Yeah. So then I was like, all right, I have to get an Instagram. So then I started getting an Instagram there. And then from there, I like started using very it more. Very begrudgingly very. started using it. And it's just like, I just get sucked into it. And then I'm just like doing stupid shit on it. And then I'm like, ah, I just waste like 20 minutes. That's- yeah. No, I know. I don't yeah. waste though. I get inspired a lot by what happens on Instagram. I hate when people are You're too are like, busy I- to waste time though. Well, yeah. I, I need when- your brain. I hate when people say they waste time on social media. Some do, but like for me, it's like, I really get inspired by a ton of shit that's happening mm. on there. I do. I do too. That's, that's why the best we, way why to we, think about it though. That's why we I think it definitely, yeah. I think I definitely have- it took a while to like get to that point. But at first it was like, ah, like I really don't want to be here anymore. And Are I was definitely guys- like, how many likes, how many comments? What am I? It's easy to fall into that. Yeah. yeah. Well, are you guys planning a lot of your stuff? Like, for example, one of my favorite videos is the, the cycling instructor. Oh my God. Right? That's a throwback. Oh, that one. The cycling. Like, yeah, that one that- is ridiculous. Is that planned? Like, are you like, I'm going to cycling class today to get a video of this guy? Or like, no, how does so, on your end? So we used to do this thing called Around the Room. And the point, it was like a segment. And it was basically like, like throughout your week, try and observe one thing that happens in your week that like would probably be funny to talk about. Like observational comedy. Just So I was just in the gym and this shit happened. I was just like, oh, this is, I was like, at that point I had like trained myself on a weekly basis to like be looking constantly for like something that would be funny to talk about on the podcast. And sometimes like it just is funnier as like a Instagram rant. So like that shit happened. I literally just left the gym and like did that rant and posted it. And then it was. (laughs) Yeah, that was a really ridiculous. That was the crazy. That was, I should have wrote a Yelp review, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. You should have. But then it was cute. Like you guys intermix it with, I, this is older stuff for me. I've just been crazy lately. So I haven't been super up to date, but your pizza making. Oh, my it, pizza making. Like that was so cute. Yeah. Yeah, You mean my parents shitting all over me that one? <laughs> was it? I don't think they were shitting all over me, but it was so cute. It's like the pizza making, the cycling, the like that kind of stuff to me is just like that lighthearted content that doesn't take too much energy out of your day that mm. I love, like, I love, like, I could watch it for years. I send it to people. I bring Chase, my mom in the room. I'm like, look at this. Like, when you were trying out for Barstool, I literally sat there on my laptop with my mom. I was like, this is my friend Taylor. <laughs> Yo, we, we were watching it in my apartment. We had him up on the TV. We were watching him. Yeah, that was awesome. That so, was awesome. That was a great it, experience. It was, it was. But it's like that, that, like, sprinkle content to me that doesn't take a ton of time and energy is just hilarious. Like, when you That's were on the That's definitely our best, the best our best performing content is definitely not like if we post a clip from the podcast or we do a clip from the morning show, like those never perform well. Everything that always performs well is like if we do something separate for Instagram, like I do that rant talking at the camera or Joe does like a cooking video. Yeah. Like it's been hard, I think to transition through to like keep up with that stuff. Cause it's just like, like, 
it isn't something that doesn't it does take a lot of time well his right. cooking yeah. videos cooking would take for yeah, yeah. Cooking videos different. the cooking videos were like it was like three <laughs> hours of footage and i have no idea how to edit videos <laughs> so it's three hours of footage and i'm just like i don't know i guess i could get this down to 30 fucking seconds like i don't know how but it'll happen yeah. and it would take so long so that shit was just hard to do but those i mean those were definitely our best performing well i think yeah, it was like what you up. said it's trial and error. I think we yeah. tried like super hard at first and then like failed hard and then like really were like, oh shit, like I gotta pay more attention to my actual job and <laughs> like that's a and then it's yeah. I think it's evolving now back towards what we do is like we're trying to layer in things that we are gonna be able to sustain. I think we like at first we're just like we gotta do this, 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 and this. Yeah, and then it, balls it, the wall. And then we'd never do any of them because we would spiral. And yeah. now we're like more mature about it. And we're like, all right, let's do this one thing. Get it off the ground for a month. Let's add another thing. Get it off. The, and then just like add in slowly. Yeah. And that's been working better. Yeah, it's definitely been working better. It's awesome when you can like have a content calendar for at least a month and just like block in certain things. Because then yeah. two weeks before, like, you know, you need to create it and edit it and make it come to life. Yeah. Like I used to be really, really, really planned for my clients, but it's just like totally different now because every client's redoing their business strategy. Mm -hmm. So like we have a month plan. It's like, okay, we want to talk about this today. We want to talk about this today. Um, we I, are bad at planning. We're bad at like planning ahead. I don't know if we've ever yeah. successfully done it. It's we've hard. always wanted to do it. Do you guys use any social media organizational platforms? What's I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what so that is. no. Cause you can, I use Latergram, which is amazing. It's so great. Um, th there's a calendar on it. There's a preview mode. You can see the feed. Um, you can put the post in, the captions. The most amazing thing about Latergram is that you can actually schedule the post. So you can like go into Instagram Insights, see when the best time, like when your followers are really online and like schedule the post. You can schedule the first, like you could, it'll go out at like 12 PM. And then I hate putting like 7 million hashtags in the actual caption. I always just comment on the same post with the hashtags because obviously hashtags are very important. And I don't know if that sounded cheesy, but they're very important. Um, and it, it comments for you. So later, Graham is an amazing- Can I ask you, can I ask you yeah. a question about that? Does that, I remember there was a rumor going around, I don't know if it was a rumor or what it was, but that if you use stuff like that, you get, you can get, um, what was it called? Uh, um, your algorithm gets pushed down and it doesn't get yeah smooth. like or if you yeah. get like a cloud some shit shadow band. So, shadow band there you go shadow so band. the whole cloud thing shadow. so the whole thing is that you need to be active on instagram like right before and after your post and i'm a majority of the time i'm like very active on my client channels mm -hmm. and later gram sends you a notification being like hey your content was just published go check it out um i don't really i don't really use the scheduling feature a lot be just because of that i'll do it like sometimes like if it's a weekend post or this that the other if it's really late at night i use another program called hey orca it's a little bit more expensive but that platform you put the post in there's an internal communication feature which you can um talk with all of your clients and like all of their edits are streamlined there so it's not a back and forth through email and on um, that platform gives you a notification like hey it's time to post on um the why down so it just I'll reminds it. you to do it yourself i'll open the notification the picture the caption the hashtags are right there if you op it opens the instagram app for you and like everything's there that's so that way you're that like the actual one what posting. was that one called it's, what was called, that called? Hey, it's called hey orca hey orca 
Um, it's, I, I love that one just because of the internal client communication. Like I used to like make PDFs and like have the post there, have the time, have the day, have the caption, have the hashtags. So then if the client had edits, like this is three or four years ago, they, it would be this entire email chain. And then you get like lost in the process. So mm -hmm. Hey Orca is like the post is there and it's like all automated in the calendar. And then like all the clients comments are streamlined on the right hand side. So like no one double says anything. Like you can see the live changes. All that really cool. Stuff. Yeah. That's that cool. super useful. By the yeah. way, I love the exposed brick. Oh, behind thanks. you. Big exposed nice. brick guy. Just had to say it. Um, if you're working with a client, a new client, what are you trying? I guess maybe not expose is the right word, but like, what are you trying to like showcase. show showcase way better word. Gotcha, bro. Nice. nice, bro. Showcase to from their business to get out into the world. If that makes sense. I don't think it makes sense based on face. So if you're working with a brand from like scratch, like what are some like, if you're talking or if you're like, what's your kind of this, maybe this is different. If you're selling your pitch to someone, like what's your elevator pitch? Yeah. Well, it's funny because a lot of clients come to me and are like, I need you to do this. And like, I need you to run my Instagram. And I'm like, let's sit down. Exactly. <laughs> so like, what does that meeting look like? That meeting looks like the first question is what are your goals as a business? Is it to sell your product? Is it brand awareness? Is it to get likes and followers on Instagram, which is way less prevalent nowadays. Like a lot of people just care about like brand awareness, selling their product. And so that's what the initial part of the meeting is, is like really fine tuning what the goals are. And then getting to know about the brand, like really getting to know the client and the person and like, am I gonna be able to have this relationship with them? And then I kind of go back to my drawing table. I have like 10 pages of notes and I figure out, okay, what are their goals? What is the timeline? What does the strategy look like? Like, does this client need a, like a lot of my clients are on monthly retainers, but does this client need an Instagram strategy? So like before we even come up with like, before we even start posting, I need to put a project budget together before the monthly retainer comes in of like, X amount of dollars to spend eight weeks on the Instagram strategy, which is like a brand guidelines for Instagram, for the brand. So like, what's the tone of voice? What does the new feed look like? What, is, what are the new content buckets? So for example, for my catering client, the content buckets are food and drink, events, staff, team, and like what percentage of each of those content buckets do we wanna present on our Instagram channel? And how are we going to do that? Does the content already exist? Like, can I pull from your photographers that you, the content that we've already created? What's the new content that we need to create? So like you make this like 12 page document of like the tone and the voice and the brand and you get the client on the same page as you so that we have this document that we can always look at that kind of evolves over time. And then you start coming up with posts and posting. So it's like, the baseline and the groundwork. That is so holy shit, dude. Woo! Before and well, like the client gets scared. Work, dude. You gotta go. We gotta hang this up. Gets, we gotta the work. Gets scared. They're like, but like, I, we can't go silent for eight weeks. So in that circumstance, I'll be like, okay, like, I'll do. We can do like two or three posts, which is a lot, you know, like per week, two or three posts per week, like while we're working on the strategy. But I mean, that costs more. 
Like you can go silent for eight weeks. It's okay. Like while we all come to the drawing table, I'll work on a first draft of the presentation. I'll present it to the client in, within like three weeks. They send me their feedback. We edit the PDF. We have an entire mood board of like what the feed looks like. Mood um, board. Love that sound. Yeah. Mood board is yeah, a I nice term. Well, it's kind of like. What's the vibe? It was kind of like this, the whole social media tip thing. Like I treat my, uh, like the Instagram accounts I run like a, like a piece of art. And like, I know that sounds kind of crazy. It doesn't need to be Picasso. But like for you guys, like what does the feed look like? And like, what are the different elements that are kind of coming together? Like, it's not just like posting the podcast, the, po a clip of the podcast, 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 podcast. Like out of the nine squares, what yeah. is square one? That's like Dylan at cycling. What is square six? That's Joe cooking. Square two might be a little clip from the podcast. Square three might be a meme. Like what are those content buckets? And then how do you disperse them into the grid? Like it's very logistic and- That makes it honestly so much easier to think about. Yeah, that does make I'm it like, easier to I'm think like about. getting like less anxiety. I'm like getting calmed down. Yeah, right, so then like, that. yeah. For, so then for my food client, it's like, okay, like, 40% of the content we want to post is food porn shots of like our hummus bowls and our pita sandwiches. So out of the nine squares, I do like, okay, Monday and like the following Wednesday will be food porn shots, like close up. And then like, you kind of just like put in and then our team is really, really important to us. So out of the nine squares, we definitely want to focus on like a team shot or like hands or like integrate the person element. Um, travel is huge for that client. So like we want to post like an inspiring, like, something from one of our travels within those nine squares. Makes sense. That's, and you, you have that plan kind of like- You're, you're creating like a full picture as exactly. opposed to- Exactly. Like, yeah, Separate I see what you're saying. It's a story. Mm -hmm. It's a story. And like when Instagram goes away, like I said, in 10 years, like that's still gonna, like on TikTok, like you need to make the story as well. Like the way that you edit the video and the way that you post about them, like- what is that content bucket? Is it like hair care tip, you know, all that stuff. Have you been tasked with working with TikTok yet? I have made one TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> you made a TikTok, I saw it. You did the dance. Yeah, I made a TikTok, yes. Which, which dance did you do? I did, I'm a savage. You are a dancer. Oh, you did savage. I was in this outfit too. So it was just are, those, are those quarantine Die die. I got this before. I got this oh. in December. That's what everyone oh, says. Everyone's got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, did, I did quarantine tie dye. That's a separate album. Oh, um, but it's funny because I accidentally on one of my client accounts, I'm like very close again with with my clients. And in the beginning of the pandemic, I had to post a gallery shot of like the team working in the space. And it was like three photos of the team. Like we love our team so much. And it was on my catering client's account. And I accidentally posted like my TikTok like workout video on accident no. as, the, as the third swipe. No. And I, my client slacked me. She's like, Olivia. And like, ex like they're like a luxury catering client in DC. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> I could, I mean, I've done way worse. Yeah. So. 
And yeah. it's like, yeah. it, was live. it was live for like five or 10 minutes, like comments on it. Like who's the workout? Oh my God. I read, oh. I read upstairs. I was like, Chase, oh my God. <laughs> Your heart oh, was, in the that was right. That was right in the mid, the, like the start of the pandemic. Oh, it was one of tensions the were high. Like that was probably just so much oh. more heightened because it was oh. the pandemic. But maybe people, maybe they needed that like comic relief. Like, oh, that's uh, just her. That's they, they she's don't. silly. They don't. No. But it's funny because <laughs> I've grown very thick skin from like creative agency world. That like to me, I could be like, I freaked out. Like I definitely freaked out for a second, but then I sat back and I was like everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Like the worst they can do is fire me and they're not going to fire me because I'm very close with them. Like we can, we can recover from this. That's mm -hmm. a very calming voice you're using. Right yeah. Now. Wait, you should, like we, we don't have one of those. We, we can recover. We nice can recover. Voice. So <laughs> you just got in situations like that, like, oh, I've been in way worse in the industry and you just have to like, Mm. what's uh do you have any juice any any juicy details from a story you could share <laughs> it's funny because i keep saying it's funny because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great intro podcast ever don't judge me uh, <laughs> i called my mom before this and i was like oh, i got a podcast like they want me to share a funny story baby <laughs> i'm like can i tell it and she's like absolutely not olivia and i called my best friend Allie, and she's like I'm like, can I tell it? And she's like, fuck yeah, like show them. <laughs> she's like, you gotta be serious. Yeah. Uh, it's a funny story, but it was October 17th of 2017. I'll never forget. Oh, we're immediately there. So specific on the <laughs> date. We are in. We are in. <laughs> the exposed brick was actually a part of the situation. It was funny, but um, I won't get into the specific details, but my, <laughs> um, my, the moral of the story is never connect your personal text messages or emails to your work computer because if you are talking shit about the hierarchy at your company, they will see it and they will fire you. Oh. So, and, and it's- So that happened. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. But we jet. recover. But we recover, and here we are. Yeah, we go. And you that's that. Now you have that voice in your head that's like, "It's gonna be okay, Olivia." Gonna, exactly. I'm like, workout video. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, there. It was October 17th of 2017. I walked into work, and two of my best friends at work were pulled into the office. They both got escorted out of the building. They were fired. I was the third person to go into the conference room. I thought I was gonna get fired. I was already crying. I was red. I was told Did you that know why you were getting pulled in? I did not know yet because I saw my two okay. best friends be escorted out. I was kind of confused. And then they had told me that our text, they had read through our text messages and we were all talking very horrible things about the hierarchy at our company. I'm so sorry to <laughs> say if you're listening to this. And um, I almost got fired, but I didn't. I didn't get fired even though they read really nasty things. Don't you kind of wish you did get fired? Yeah, I feel, you go to I feel work, like I can't and you go, go to back work. to your desk. Yeah, how you go to God. work the next day? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> to go back to my desk. So I went back to my desk. I came here. I sat on this couch. My friend was in here. He was all distraught. He was standing right there in front of me. And because I, I worked, I had lived very close to work. And we all had to come here. And we were all just like distraught. And like, what are we going to do? My one friend was from Mexico and like he had a work visa. So he had like 20 days to get out of the country. Like, so dramatic. Oh my God. lord. It wasn't real, but it was just like dramatic. We're like, what are you gonna do? 
<laughs> so, um, so it's a juicy story, but if you do want more details, you can, you can hit me up. We can. I would we'll love to know you. what you we'll said, you. but I'm not going to ask. Oh, that. it's so bad. It's <laughs> so bad. That is an absolute, that's a nightmare. Situation. Oh, it's so bad. I can it's feel bad. the pit in my stomach developing for you. Yeah. And it was three years ago. That's, that's rough but you know like you live and you learn you know you do you do and it sucks in the moment it really sucks but it's just like it's so cheesy but life is this roller coaster you know and if there's going to be really high highs there's going to be really low lows and you just gotta you just gotta ride it and like gotta enjoy the ride with your hands the ride. like i always thought it was going to be like this amazing thing you know and it's just like okay you just gotta you gotta breathe through it all that's what I, i've been on some of that recently i've just been like i just need to be content in my current situation so survive. i can just enjoy some of it because exactly. if i'm always just like what's next i gotta do this i gotta do that we gotta post this i gotta do that yeah like, you need a balance like you yeah. need the motivation but you also need to be able to like enjoy some minutes throughout the day like, <laughs> like we never we always <laughs> talk about like we don't like have a good time like we have so much fun but we don't like enjoy moments ever uh, we yeah. have to do that it's just stress I mean, and you need yeah. to you need to make time for it too mm -hmm. um i don't know like but another point is it's like chase like my significant other he like really brings that out in me like he's like okay like let's just like enjoy this moment like it's amazing to surround yourself with someone who can like bring that out of you and just in general like we're both like so different when it comes to career so it's nice surrounding myself with like him and my other friends who like aren't like social media 24 seven. Like, what are we doing? Like, what are we posting? And Allie's the same way. Like I hired her, but she's in the renewable energy association career situation in DC. Like, but she's running a social media account for our coffee shop on the corner. Cause she absolutely loves the coffee shop. I value Allie's insight like incredibly because she's not a marketer or a social media strategist but she can write really well and she can create like amazing content that people can relate to. So I just, I value surrounding myself with people who like aren't the same exact as you. Like it, mm. it makes you, it helps you. Girl, rounds you out. Yeah, yeah. And like make time just to have those like joyful moments, you know? Yeah. How wise are you? Look at you. Like Liz, what up? Oh, outrageous fun. We're supposed to she laugh. She used to want to be deep. a cheerleader. Okay, oh, dancer. <laughs> sorry, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Oh my God, Dylan! I tried out for the dance team. Did you know anyone on the dance team? Uh yeah. Did you know anyone on the dance team, you dog? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> did you ever see the dance team? They were like, oh no, oh, no. Tisa was a cheerleader. Um. I think I actually, there were two girls in Harrington that were on the dance team that I like met twice, but that was, that was about yeah, it. Yeah, well, they, I got down to like six girls and they told us they were taking six girls and we like danced the final dance, like the callus on the bottom of my foot fell off from turning, like my thick skin, it was wrong. <laughs> and they ended up cutting me and they took the girl who wasn't at the audition who sent a video in. I thought you were gonna say they took the callus. I was like, hey, like what are we talking about here? <laughs> this is ours now. Get out of the gym. We keep your we keep your foot, you get the fuck out. Like, what the hell is going on? My dad talks about this story to this day because he had to drive me home with my mom in the front seat. And I was just like in the back of my mom's Volvo with my callus off my foot. And I was like, ah. <laughs> Like, what if 
my dad felt so bad. I'm like, what am I gonna do with my life? Oh, it was like the end of me. It was the oh. end of dance. But it was really the beginning. It. it was the beginning. It though. was. It was. I would have never found out about the art program. Think about it. If Dylan made it to bar, made it onto Barstool, I wouldn't have a podcast. So exactly. It's always the beginning. It's exactly. always the beginning. It's always. What's next for you guys? Are you just producing and growing? No idea. No. We've um, been, so we actually took, when uh, the pandemic started, like I was so stressed with work that I was like, yo, I need to like take a break from this. Cause like the fact that I'm trying to be funny right now during this time is like really messing my brain up. <laughs> yeah. So, I, cause I was just like, at first it was kind of easy. And then I would say things that I thought were funny. And then Joe would just be like, dude, you're just being so depressing. So it took me like a second to like carve my way out of that. And now we're like starting to get back into it a little bit more. And awesome. we're, nah, we're starting to get back into it. Like hardcore. Yeah. We've, this is we've our been doing third a lot, yeah. episode we recorded this weekend. We've been like, kind of like to your points from before, we've been like planning ahead and like yeah. just trying to, trying to create a system where like, we love doing this, but like when we try to do it all at once and it's unorganized, we hate, like we end up like getting overwhelmed. We're just trying to put like processes in place to make it make sense yeah. in our lives. Cause we have full-time jobs and then yeah. we do this. So it's like, yeah, that will be organized and stuff. So it's been a, a ride. It's definitely been a ride. You got any tips for us? What do we need to do better? I would love <laughs> what, to help what do we you guys, do, even just like with a general content plan and like creating content buckets and like how many posts you want to do per week, how many Instagram stories you want to do per week. There's no stress on if you, if you don't, you don't have to do it, but it's just nice to see like six months of content. And like, what are you like, what are you planning on doing for July 4th? Like, is there a funny something that you can do? Like, what are you planning on doing for the election? Like voting. We, when I was at my old studio, like one of my clients was a chocolate company and we designed like this, they, we designed like this chocolate bars, like that, that went direct hand in hand with the campaign. And we did a pop-up at union market and sold the chocolate to give light to politics. Like, you know, just coming up with fun ideas and planning ahead for, for big moments. Yeah. I think of recently we've kind of, I think when we first started, it was just like, everything was very much about us and like what we wanted to talk about. And now we're kind of starting to put together like we should really latch ourselves on to like issues or current events or like things, holidays and like things that are happening. Because if you're talking about things that are happening in the present and you have like a funny take on it, like it's a little bit more topical, relatable. So we're trying to do more of that stuff. We also have a hard time planning ahead because we, we do our episodes and we release them like with a day, one to three days later. So yeah. it's always like very right now. And yeah. We have a hard time planning ahead just because that's just been the way we've done everything. It's yeah. always been like right now, like we've like the stuff we've filmed this weekend is all like about what's going on right now. Yeah. So it's been challenging for us for sure. Yeah. But it's even just coming up with the content buckets. Like, what is it? I like, think that's it, something, you know, and like, what's the percentage and then figuring it out from there. It's very helpful. And I can help you guys with that. I'd be more than happy to help you. Would be so appreciated. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, as long as you can hook us up with some of those, uh, some of those quarantine tie dyes, we'll definitely be in touch. Matter. I know you made it. I know you made it. <laughs> <laughs> I bought this. Shout out Indigo Octopus. They're down at Delray Beaches. I love them. They had a pop up in DC. Bought this from them in December. I made, I made one myself like last weekend. It didn't come out as, oh my god, not as good as this whatsoever. 
Um, Did we hit out all the points on the sheet? Was there anything else I missed? Well, I have something. Uh, the one thing we miss is kind of like what inspires you. Mm, yes, that's you a great way to end. That? Yeah, that's, that's a, a great like end. end point, I think. I'm sorry. Like, here I am. You missed. Look, what's it? No, you're organized. Dylan fucked up. But I have. Well, that's what I'm saying. Say how like, it is. I like to see, like, <laughs> I, I like to take the conversation where it flows naturally. Yeah, awesome. I love, I love it. So. Inspo is a great place to end. Love it. Just said love it. Oh my God, guys. My first podcast. But, you know, super excited. Hopefully, <laughs> I'm thinking, like, you guys are in the beginning of building. Not, you're in the midst of building your brand. I wouldn't say beginning because you guys have been doing it. But we're both kind of in those beginning stages, and it would kind of be cool to like watch this in five years and like Dude, oh, yeah. on it. Yeah. Like, oh, I, yeah. I don't even have my website up, and I'm a marketing manager. Like I'm in the beginning. You yeah. Know? Yeah. A lot of the stuff we do now, even in quarantine, we're just like, let's just go on like how we're feeling in this. Like one time, I just like was it was just so intense and sad, but it was just like. <laughs> I want to like time capsule these moments because it's like so unique and it's like we're talking right now and and you'll be able to be like yo it's quarantine like that shit was crazy and you look back oh, on it it's gonna be awesome yeah we missed yep. you last night Emily and I we all played Quiplash I don't know if you guys have played oh, it oh, we so love Quiplash love over Quiplash. here Emily did like Emily missed like half of her answers I'm ashamed in her like it would she be like misses. Emily versus whoever and then there was no word there she's like I'm sorry <laughs> I couldn't think of anything that's like Emily. That's ninety percent of the time. Usually, she's pretty good at it. Oh, I feel like she always forgets. Usually, she's Chase, not bad. Chase was really upset with me. I said Bill Cosby for one of them, and like even this morning, <laughs> we were making we were making breakfast. Too soon, Liv. Too like, soon. Oh, it's so not too soon. Funny. That shit's hilarious. It's always funny. I used to be obsessed with kids say the darnest things and the Cosby Show. Like, I loved Bill Cosby as a child. I was like, this man, I want him to be my dad. I love. And him. I don't think you feel the same yeah. way now. Uh, <laughs> That's what we do. Things we grow. change. Things change. Things change. You wanted to be a dancer, you know. You, you used to want Bill Cosby to be your dad. <laughs> Here we are. Now. I think we all wanted Bill Cosby to be our dad. Shit, he was America's dad. Oh, I loved him. Um, but yeah. So what, inspires what inspires you? Yeah, talk to us. What inspires me? Um, besides, like the whole travel, definitely design books, like flipping through stuff, like actually like reading pages with visuals and like looking at old sketchbooks from high school. I think like that's really mm. inspiring. Um, one thing really inspires me, which is like the cheesiest thing in the world. But in design school, I was told like, you'll sleep when you're dead. And like a lot of my friends say you'll sleep when you're dead. But like sleep is the most inspiring thing to me in the entire world because mm. like if i hate it and like in in design school at delaware like my friends would pull all-nighters all the time in the studio and then like present a project like incredibly and do way better in me in school the next day and like i thought it was like horrible that i wasn't putting all this that much time into it and not spending you know not sleeping sleep is the most inspiring thing in the world and like i want that to be known as a statement and if I ever do have my own company, like sleep is the most important, most inspiring, most rejuvenating thing you will ever have. Like if I'm not on sleep, you don't want to be around me. Like I can't create anything. I am like zero energy. I need sleep, man. You have sleep anxiety because you know how badly you need sleep. This is a personal question. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have the worst 
sleep anxiety I've ever come across. Like Joel will be insane. like, oh my God, it's 12 o'clock. I, I need to wake up at seven. I'm only going to get seven hours. I need to fall I asleep hate, right now. I need to so think I of sleeping that. thoughts. Sleep, Joe. Bro, sleep. And then he stays up. Last like, night, we, me and Dylan had dominoes at like midnight because we were just being slobs. We had a <laughs> long fucking day. We were having a good time. We went to bed at like three. I said, peace. And I left my house and drove to my apartment to sleep because I couldn't fall asleep. Like, I'm crazy. So that's my yeah, question. That's fine. No, that's totally fine. It's I'm fine. It's going to be fine. fine. For sure. But now that I'm like in a very solid routine, like yep. I have my house, the, the, the sleep anxiety I get is um, when I know I have a shit ton of stuff to do the next day. Yeah. I can't sleep. All I think about is work. And I'm like, but I got to do this and this and this and this. And like, I'm working on training my brain to not think about that. And there's like, yeah. And like, I'll literally like dream about the work I have to do. It's bad. Like it's really bad. Oh, it's so bad. Like if I have an early photo shoot, I'll be like, okay, like dreaming, like take it, like, it's just a lot. (laughs) But (laughs) I think sleep is one of the most inspiring things. And I just want like young people to know that that are coming up and just graduating school. Like you gotta sleep. That's a very unique answer. Yeah. That's it's a very sleeping. unique answer. It just confuses me. I guess mm. some people can run on no sleep. I'm not like that. You're, you kind of have done that in the past. I used to be an all-nighter guy for sure. I used to, in grad school, I would literally not study for any exams and not pay attention. Then the night before, I would literally just stay up all night, cram everything, take the test. I just got hives hearing that out loud. Like I was the insane. king of pulling all-nighters. The king. Go to, I would go well, during like, finals week. I would get on schedules of going to sleep. Cause I would, I do my best work in the morning. So like I would go through a day of like taking like three finals and I'd have two finals the next day. And I would come home at like five o'clock and I got on a sleep schedule that I would go to sleep at like 5 PM as soon as a final was over and then get up at like 3 AM and then just like study all day and then like take exams and then go to sleep and then wake the, it was bad. But yeah, now I'm in a totally different place of that kind of stuff. And I do value sleep now, but there you go. Took a minute to figure that one out for <laughs> you. That's, that freaks me out, man. Yeah. That it, there's me. a lot of like, there's so many studies out there about like how important sleep is and like how, uh, you know, lack of sleep is linked to like chronic pain and like issues down the road. It's like sleep is so important. So I have a huge value of sleep now, but. Yeah. It's like when Jason and I got serious, my, my mom was like, the one thing if I ever am going to teach you about Olivia if she hasn't gotten her good night's sleep, you don't want to be near her. You don't want to be around her. Like nothing. I mean, I'm a horrible person. It's not good. So. We'll definitely check in with you next time we reach out. Make sure you've yep. gotten some Z's. Dang, I wish I was with you guys. <laughs> Me too. I wish you were in the studio. It'd be you, One of these days you do got to come to the studio. We're going to have you. have a good time. Yeah, we're going to have That's you in this. Well, studio. Dylan, you know that everyone made fun of me in college because they're like, Liv, where are you? Dots specifically. She's like,